Welcome to BuildCast, where we delve into the backstories of experts and other players in the built environment to reveal their journey and how they got built. Join us in our conversation to learn from their life experiences, to be the catalyst for innovation, and to make sustainable building mainstream building. Now here is your host and the principal thinker at Build Tank Inc., Robbie Schwartz. If you're not talking about it, if you're not marketing it, and most importantly, if you're not helping the consumer connect with it on an emotional level or a level where they can clearly understand the benefits, then you're simply giving it away. Pamela Brookstein manages the Value for High Performance Homes program at Elevate, a nonprofit organization dedicated to designing and implementing efficiency programs that lower cost, protect the environment, and ensures that the benefits of clean energy reach those who really need it. In her role, she works to ensure that the value of high-performing homes is visible and understandable in the real estate transaction. Pamela leads Elevate's research into the best ways to engage the real estate professional and home buyers on the topics of high-performance homes. She works to define the message that these groups need to hear to prioritize clean and efficient upgrades when looking for a new home or upgrading an existing home. Most of Pamela's work is in the existing home arena. However, all her work can and should be applied to new homes as well, so that we can truly express the value of high-performance homes and not just give it away. Please enjoy learning more about Pamela and the work that she's doing to help take sustainable building to mainstream building. Hi, this is Robbie Schwartz with The Buildcast, and today I'm with Pamela Brookstein with Elevate. Um, Hi, Pamela. How are you today? Hi, I'm really good. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining the Buildcast today. And I learned about Elevate uh, recently and I saw where I saw you speak at a conference I was attending. And I was curious if you could explain a little bit more what Elevate is and what Elevate does. Yes, Elevate is a nonprofit. We are based in the city of Chicago, but we work nationally. And at our very core, we design and implement programs to help people use less energy with a specific focus on equity and social justice. Great. Um, I'm in, based in Denver, Colorado, and I haven't heard about Elevate before. Do you have a, a presence um, across the country in, in a meaningful way, or is it really, do you think, concentrated in Chicago or the Midwest? Oh, no, we definitely have a presence across the country. We're not in Colorado, but all over the Midwest, California, Oregon, um, and then a little bit on the East Coast as well. Okay. And what kind of programs does Elevate uh, specialize in? We are very much known for our multifamily program. It's a concierge program, essentially, to help building owners who are working in a low to moderate income space or the naturally occurring affordable housing space to help them make energy efficiency upgrades to their their buildings um, so that we really make sure that we are helping everyone, not just homeowners, but renters as well. Great. 
Great. Um, and my understanding um, from your, your talk at this ambient energy workshop that we were both at, um, that you have a unique position at Elevate. Um, can you explain, explain that a little bit more? I do. I'm really lucky. We have a staff of over 200 people. And uh, I am a department of one at the moment. And I've been working for 10 years to make sure that the real estate community consistently and fairly values high performing homes, homes with energy efficiency um, upgrades, homes with solar upgrades. And we call this the value for high performing homes program. And, and so what do you do when you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. I do a variety of things. I'll, I'll call out the, the big highlights. One is that I have designed, written a couple continuing education classes for real estate agents. One is on energy efficiency and one is on solar. And they are three hour classes, again, specifically continuing education classes that I teach through realtor associations, local realtor associations all over the place. Um, so I've been all over the Midwest and Virginia and Oklahoma. I would love to get to a state with mountains one day, um, <laughs> but so far I've not been that lucky. So that's one thing that I do is this teaching. And then another big component of my work is to do research with home buyers and sellers, as well as real estate agents, to see what these groups are thinking about during the home buying and selling process. And I can tell you it's not energy efficiency. And But how do we get them to think about that at some point? And especially if a home has already had improvements, how do we get them to value those improvements and pay more. So we're, we look at messaging and what would help real estate agents get those messages across during the real estate transaction. Great. Um, so before we go into that, which I really want to talk about, um, I want to talk a little bit more, or I guess take a step backward and talk about you a little bit and uh, understand how how, what was your uh, progression in your um, professional life that got you to this state and this interest in uh, trying to expose energy efficiency to the home buyer? I wish that I could say this was planned. Uh, it was an accident, uh, a very happy accident. And, and just to go way back, my, my background is, and, uh, I'm sorry, you, I, you cut out there for just a second. Your background was? Oh, my background is in public health. Okay. And um, I spent 12 years as a bicycle and pedestrian advocate working to help communities make their, uh, make their built environment more friendly, essentially, for people who chose to walk and bike. So uh, to get places. So that's my background. And then the stimulus program came around, you know, a little over 10 years ago. 
And there was a focus at Elevate and some other partners on getting money out to single family homeowners to help them air seal and insulate you know, do really high quality air sealing and insulation in their homes. And I decided to go work on that project. It was It was just a one year project as stimulus programs are, are typically, you know, very short. They're just about getting money out into the, into the communities and helping with workforce development. And I became BPI certified before I started that position. And I did grassroots organizing to help homeowners access money to do air sealing and insulation. That was a fantastic project. I knew nothing about that topic. I live in a very old house, 110 year old bungalow in Chicago. And it was always cold in the winter and too hot in the summer. And I just assumed that I needed new windows. And of course, I learned through my BPI certification class that that was not the problem. Uh, after that year was over, Elevate hired me full time because I was just a contractor during that program. They hired me to work on this, this goal of trying to make sure that high performing homes were fairly and consistently valued in the real estate market. And so I started doing that 10 years ago. And working with real estate agents. Um, I was actually trained by a real estate agent to really understand the profession and understand what, how they do their job on a day-to-day -day basis, which of course varies. There are 2 million real estate agents in the United States and they're small business owners and they're all working in different ways but it was still helpful to work with real estate agents to, to learn the business a little bit. So that is how I ended up here. And then I've just been able to grow the program over the years that I've been at Elevate. Very, very interesting. How, how or what did you learn about the real estate industry that, and, and how they actually work and function that you think is interesting? I didn't know how decentralized it was. Um, so that was something that was really interesting to learn. I also had never considered that, um, sorry, I had never considered that real estate agents really are small business owners and that um, as one real estate agent put it that I, that I, that I interviewed, uh, during a focus group once, he said, basically, I wake up every morning unemployed and need to find business. And I had, that just had never occurred to me before. Um, so that was really interesting. And I, I also learned about really the, the breadth of agents that are out there and how some it's their full-time job. They, they put their heart and soul into it. They are working, working, working all the time. And the, then there are real estate agents who do it part-time. You know, maybe they just help family members. Um, but most real estate agents, 
the vast majority are selling very few homes and then there is sort of an elite group that is doing most of the home selling. Yeah. Um, when you're working with the real estate industry, are you working with a subset of realtors that are selling new construction um, and trying to demonstrate the value of energy efficiency in, in new homes or both new homes and existing homes? So it's a very good question. Typically, and my at Elevate, we work in the existing homes market. Um, people who show up to my classes do both new construction as well as existing, but I think that most real estate agents come to these classes working in the existing homes market. But what I do always say is that once the home is built and lived in, it becomes part of that existing homes market. Um, I did do a really interesting interview with a real estate agent in Grand Rapids, Michigan, who talked a lot about energy efficiency. I believe she also has a BPI certification and she was showing some clients some new construction that was built to an energy star um, level, but the, the builder had put up no information indicating that that home was very energy efficient. Um, and so that real estate agent just did it on her own, but she was talking about what a missed opportunity it was for that builder, that they did not have information out explaining how it was such a special house. Yeah, that seems like that's not uncommon, unfortunately. Uh, we, I was involved with a community um, called uh, Stapleton Redevelopment, which was the old airport in, in the Denver area. Uh, began over 20 years ago and is just is still finishing up some, some of the redevelopment. Uh, has been an Energy Star community since its inception. So meaning that all the, the new homes had to be built and certified to Energy Star. And one builder of all the builders that we worked with there actually advertised themselves as an Energy Star builder. So uh, I, I imagine you see that, that type of thing happen all the time where people are doing all these great things, but they're not talking about what they're doing. Yes, actually I have a great example. I just taught um, at an association and at some point in the, the class, I, I talk about the different certifications and verifications and ratings that are out there uh, to, you know, third party to identify these, that homes were upgraded to a, to a higher level or that they were built at a higher standard. And I show people how to figure out if a home has, has a HERS rating. Uh, and I explained that you can also go in there to find out if the home was built to an energy star level. <laughs> so one of the one of the realtors put his address in there, and it turns out his home had a really low first score and was had an energy star certification, and he had no idea. And he was the first buyer. That was a new construction home. And he had no idea. Interesting. Yeah. And what, what 
do you remember what his thought process was um, when he found out? Did that make him um, want to do anything? He was, it was very funny. He said that, it, he said that what an incredible missed opportunity. Um, and he said that when he went to sell, he, after taking the class, he was certainly going to, to market the, the upgrades that had been made in that home. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, not to get uh, distracted too much, ha have you um, read any of the research that's been done recently that has demonstrated that houses that are certified uh, sell for higher prices and there's less foreclosures and all, there's all this interesting information out there about the, the benefit of certifying a home? Yes, I try to stay on top of that. Um, I'm somewhat particular about the research that I trust. When it comes to finding value, I really only, at the value at the time of sale, I really only trust studies that were done and led by appraisers because they understand how important it is to look market by market. And in, in the case of doing an appraisal, we're talking neighborhood by neighborhood. Um, you know, because a neighborhood in, you know, sort of an area in one city is not necessarily the same as an area in another city. So um, the appraiser-led studies are looking at discrete data, data sets. Real estate agents are much more likely to trust those studies as opposed to the, the big massive data studies as well. So that's usually my my in. I do explain to real estate agents that I'm not looking at studies that came out of you know Redfin or Zillow because they're just looking at massive data sets. Wow. Um, yes, I do follow that. And yeah, I, I will say real estate agents and appraisers discount those studies. Um, they can so easily be explained away. They're not comparing like to like, and appraisers are going to compare like to like. So the appraiser-led studies that are out there, I do absolutely trust. And it is interesting though, it is true that homes with a third-party certification can sell for more money, but there's a caveat there. And the caveat is that they have to be marketed as having a third-party certification and that marketing needs to include benefits-based language. So a home, so just like that real estate agent who bought that energy star home, uh, he didn't know it was energy star. We have no idea if he paid more for that home based on, well, in fact, we know he did not pay more for that home based on upgrades because it was not marketed as such. So yes, these homes can sell for more money, but they have to be marketed as being special. Yeah. And so what the how does the appraisal add value to uh, a new home sale price? So the appraiser the appraiser needs to find comps 
they need to find homes that were marketed in the MLS as having a third party certification, as having uh, energy efficiency improvements. And part of the problem that we're having is that real estate agents, when they go to list these homes, they are not identifying that these homes have third party certification or high performing features. So the appraiser has trouble finding comps, you know, comparable homes uh, to use in their paired data analysis. So that I spend a lot of time in class talking about the importance of that. First, I explain at the beginning of class why these upgrades are so great. Uh, how to spot these upgrades, you know, what to look for, but then to please, please, please make sure that these upgrades are identified in the, the listing so that appraisers can find comparables. Okay. Um, and are, are you familiar with the uh, green appraisal addendum? I am. I yeah. joke that it's one of the best kept secrets uh, in the real estate world. Yeah. I ask in, in every class if anybody has heard of it. Um, so I am, and it's it's great that there is such a worksheet to do that sort of data collection. The problem is that it's separate from the 1004, which is what appraisers are using to collect data about a home. And what's very exciting is that there are people working nationally, you know, at a much higher level than I to update that standard appraisal form to include everything that's in the green and energy efficient addendum so that it's just one form. Um, that'll make, I think that will help make these upgrades so much more visible and more mainstream. And so how, the, how can you explain briefly how the uh, addendum works to um, add value? Yes, and remember, it doesn't add value um, because we have to see then what the appraiser does with that information and if they can find comps in the MLS uh, to see if homes, previous homes have, have been valued for more money. Um, so the green and energy efficient addendum was created by the appraisal institute with a with a whole team of professionals that work in appraising, that work in real estate, that works in energy efficiency and solar. It it was just stakeholders from from all these different professions came together and created a very long worksheet. It, um, it's something like six pages that has all of the different upgrades that a home could have when we're talking about energy efficiency or solar. You know, so it's, does it have one of these third-party certifications? Does it have high-efficiency HVAC? Does it, high-efficiency HVAC meaning, you know, is it Energy Star? certified um, and asked for blower door numbers and insulation levels. So it's a lot of information that 
an appraiser who is not well versed in in for lack of a better word green you know in, in high performance won't know what to do with that necessarily um but what I love is that, of course, it was created by the Appraisal Institute, so this national organization, and it, it's standardized, it can be used across the country, it's not just for individual markets. Uh, what I recommend to real estate agents when they are selling a home that has high-performing upgrades, that they ask the home owner to have their contractor fill it out or have the homeowner fill it out so that it's ready to go um, when, when the house goes on, on the market. Um, I actually just sold my house, which has, again, you know, it's a 110 year old bungalow in Chicago, and we've done a lot of energy efficiency upgrades, and um, we used the the addendum as part of our listing. Great. Uh, and just for listeners out there, I did a uh, buildcast with Sandra Adamatis. Um, yeah. So you can go back and, and look for that. She uh, was one of the leaders of the creation of the green appraisal addendum, uh, if anyone wants to go go look at that. Um, so I, I'm an energy rater and helped build a, a large energy rating company in, in Colorado. And we tried to uh, proactively get builders to fill out the green appraisal addendum and, and submit it. Um, can you explain a little bit about the, the need for builders to be proactive in this and, and get that information to the appraisal appraiser? Yeah, I, when appraisers come to my classes, they usually make a plea to the real estate agents in the room. <laughs> and they say, listen, help us, help us find the value in this home by presenting us with the full story about this house. Um, so appraisers need data when they are coming up with the contributory value of some upgrade in a home. They, without that data, without somebody telling them the story, they may not know the difference between a code, a built-to-code furnace and an Energy Star 98% efficient furnace. Most appraisers, that is just going to look the same. So they need documentation that shows that these are different. These aren't just what you usually see in the real estate market. You see uh, HVAC identified by the year it was installed. Um, it doesn't say anything about the efficiency or if it has a third party certification. So they need that, but then it's also helpful for them to understand that there are benefits behind having a 98% efficient furnace. Um, they need that story told for them. And really, I'm not kidding. Appraisers constantly tell me we just need more data and information from real estate agents and from builders so that we can give fair value for these upgrades. Um, 
And we really aren't going to see a market shift until, until we start to consistently see fair value for, for homes that are built to you know, a much higher level or improved to a higher level until we can get that data into the hands of appraisers and into the multiple listing services. Yeah. Um, I think another thing we, we should point out is, is kind of the structure of how appraisals get ordered and your ability as a builder to, I, I don't know if, it, if there's a better word, but to, to deny the appraiser access if they don't have the proper uh, education or background. Is that that's true? It is true. Um, yes, the real estate agent can deny access to an appraiser if they, if whoever listed the home identified it as being special, as being high performance, as having some sort of special feature that requires a higher level of competence. You know, so some education in praising. A, a certain feature or a certain type of home. Um, so that has to be identified. And then what should happen in a perfect world is that then the lender sees that and when they put out a call for an appraiser, they say that that appraiser has to have, the word that is used in the industry is competence in appraising that particular special home, special building. Um, and the listing agent has the right to deny an appraiser that does not show that they have that competence. Um, so that is very true. There are a couple problems. Uh, and one is that often people don't want to slow down the, the appraisal process. Uh, they just don't want to slow the real estate process down. The other problem, which really, I don't know that you have in Colorado, is that in some places in the country, there are no appraisers that have the additional education to appraise solar and energy efficient homes. Um, you definitely are more flush in Colorado than I think a lot of places in the Midwest with appraisers, but that's why, or appraisers that know how to do this, but that's why it's so important to get that documentation together and present it to the appraiser. Um, because hopefully a good appraiser will be excited about having that documentation and the whole story about the property told presented to them. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a, a really valid point. And just to emphasize it, it's not just the realtor that's listing the house, but in, in my world, working with builders, often they're building uh, a spec house or a large large builder is you know has their internal sales staff so they're listing the homes themselves and they have to do that little extra marketing uh with the with the addendums to to get that that word out there uh but yeah and they also have the ability to um uh turn down the appraiser if they don't have the right uh education um, the other thing that I think is interesting in this realm is that uh, ResNet, um, the governing body of the home energy rating world, uh, and the appraisers uh, seem to think that 
raters have access to printing out a green appraisal addendum from the software. Uh, there is all, all the information that's needed there is there, but the software providers have not actually put a green appraisal addendum into the software that you can just, in essence, print out the report. And we, we, need, to, we need to work on that to, to get this used more often. Uh, do you have any uh, interactions with raters out there? Do not. Um, but I will tell you, as far as license, you know, the licensing agreement with uh, with AI and and using the addendum, is that my house, existing home, um, I had it Pearl certified, which is a third party certification. They work in both existing and um, and new construction, but they automatically filled out the addendum for my house. I had uploaded the data that they needed, the photos, the background information that they needed for my home, and then the green addendum was automatically generated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an important piece. Anything we can do to make this process easier should be done. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so it sounds like the education that you offer uh, is supplemental to the core education that they need. Um, can you describe a little bit the, the core education and if there's anything in there for realtors and appraisers that, that touch on uh, how homes are built, uh, energy efficiency, uh, any of those those things, uh, and then talk a little bit about uh, the supplemental uh, education, your your true uh, courses that you're offering. So it's important to remember that each state uh, licenses their real estate agents. So if you are a real estate agent in Illinois, you still need to be licensed separately in Indiana. So everything is set state by state, um, the continuing education classes. That I know of, no state mandates anything that would sort of be helpful in our, in our world. Um, so this is where we just have to hope and that, realist, that when these courses are offered, uh, you know, the high-performing homes classes, the solar classes, that real estate agents take um, something out of the, the core because they are allowed a certain number or have to get actually a certain number of supplemental continuing education credits that are outside of the core curriculum that they they need to get. And I believe, I believe every state is theirs, their license needs to be renewed. Um, like as an educator, mine in Illinois has to be renewed every two years. And I have to take, you know, continuing education classes to that end. Um, so these are electives, the courses that I teach, and which of course does make it a little bit harder to get people into a class. They, they either need to be somewhat interested in the topic or, and this has worked to my benefit many a time, 
the classes are offered at the end of the, the licensing cycle. So people show up just because they need continuing education credits. And the class that I'm teaching happens to work uh, in, within their timing. So I do work with an association who always schedules my classes at the end of the licensing cycle so that she's more likely to get people into the room because most agents aren't that excited about learning about energy efficiency until they get into the class. And then most come up and tell me that they just didn't know what they didn't know. Yeah, I think that's so true that um, not only um, people in in the in professions that are associated with with housing, but uh, the people buying the houses, they don't know what they don't know, and uh, they're making these large large purchases in their lifetimes with the least amount of knowledge about the product that they're they're actually buying, which is a little frustrating because these people are selling these products and. You know, you, you think that a car salesman knows a lot about a car and a phone salesman knows a lot about uh, the phone, but uh, the realtor doesn't know really that much about how the, the house actually works and functions. Um, when it comes to energy efficiency, that seems to be true. And some of it is driven by, some of it's driven by what consumers are asking about. Real estate agents aren't necessarily leading the trends. They have to follow the trends and what people are asking for. We say, oh, well, we need to do education. Um, I have worked in the nonprofit world my entire career, and we always say we need to educate the, the consumer. Uh, we need to educate people. And the problem is, we need to be educated on so many things. And so whatever we can do to get information about these upgrades into the home listing and selling process, we should do. Yeah. How about um, utilizing uh, energy efficient mortgages? Um, is that something that you touch on and um, are, there, are they available enough out there? I, I ask everyone in every class I teach, I ask if anyone has come across an energy efficient mortgage or used one. And the answer is always no. I taught um, 700 real estate agents last year. Uh, so I think from what I can tell, and I'm not an expert in this space, but from what I can tell, they just aren't mainstream enough. Um, to have made much of an impact. But again, there are people working nationally, I mean, really working on policy, which is very exciting to try to make this, to try to make it easier. Yeah, I think that's that's true. I've been doing this for 30 years or so, and um, uh, I think I've worked on one energy efficient mortgage. Um, and it, it's so far outside of the realm of what uh, people are normally doing that it slows the process and um, it, it's, it, it just makes it more difficult for it to become mainstream because um, 
there just aren't enough of them happening. Although they're such a, a great product, especially for that first time home, home buyer. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I feel like I'm even part of the problem. We, uh, the market here is crazy. Homes aren't really on the market space where I, where I live. And we saw a home that we wanted and we needed to get kind of out of the blue and we needed to get, you know, approval very quickly. So we just called the guy that we used 25 years ago for the, the house we currently live in, um, there just was no time to shop around or find something different. So it's we're, it's going to be a little while um, before this becomes, I think, more mainstream. But hopefully the people working at, at the policy level are making it easier. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting uh, point. You say you're saying that you you've been in your house 25 years, and I just heard recently that there's a perception that people are moving every five to seven years, when the reality is that it's actually much longer than that. Or studies are are demonstrating that it's longer than. And I think that's probably part of the issue is that we just don't buy houses often enough, that the process isn't set up to to take that additional time to give people that additional time um, there. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, it's true. And the studies that are out right now are saying 10 years. People are saying average 10 years. But I know that people in my neighborhood are about on par with what, uh, with what we did. Most people are way over 10 years just on my block alone. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am as well um, there. Um, so again, we met at this ambient energy workshop. The, the idea being there's a lot of energy from the sun and the wind, basically renewable energy out there that we're not taking advantage of. Uh, can you uh, talk a little bit about um, why you were there and, and what you were talking about? Yeah, I was invited to talk about how we get this topic Top of mind for real estate agents and home buyers. So that's what I was invited there for, um, because that is what I what I do on a regular basis. And my my point, we didn't, as you know, we didn't have a lot of time to 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 talk. We had ten minutes point was the same as I'm trying to make here, which is we have to make this as easy as possible for real estate agents and home buyers. And it, it really comes down to providing easy to read, accessible marketing materials um, to the homeowner and to the real estate agent so that people who are, so real estate agents who are very busy and already have a lot to consider when they are listing a home so that they have marketing materials that are ready to go for a listing, for a showing. Um, and what I've learned is uh, through the focus groups that we've run, these marketing materials need to be written pretty simply. People don't spend a lot of time reading. They want bullet points. They want things that are eye-catching, um, and they they don't want to feel like 
as someone said at that workshop, that they have to have a PhD to own a home. Um, so again, just as an example, we had our home Pearl certified and it, along with that certification came marketing materials that we had out that very simply, uh, you know, it explained why having a sealed attic hatch is such a great thing. Um, why having R13 in our walls made the experience of living in our house different from that of other homes in the neighborhood that were built around the same time. So we should stress 100 years ago in your case. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and as it turned out, we had not a stitch of insulation in our house. Uh, which, except for maybe some newspaper, which does explain why we were cold in the winter and we have long winters here uh, and uncomfortable in the summer. Uh, but again, I didn't know that until I became BPI certified. It's just not something that is explained terribly often. And one thing I will say that I thought was, it's a little bit of a tangent, but in our focus groups, we show this marketing material that Pearl puts out just, just to kind of get an idea of, of what messages resonate with people and how they feel after seeing this marketing material. And what many people have said to us is, even if we don't buy the house that has this material in it, this marketing material, we now know this and can't forget it, and we will either ask about it in future homes that we that we look at and maybe end up purchasing and making these upgrades in those homes. And that's really what we want. We want people to, to value the improvements, but then also think about making these improvements in the future. Does Elevate offer any of these marketing materials and messaging um, suggestions for builders and realtors? Well, we don't work with, with new builders. Uh, well, that's not totally true. We actually have a green certification branch of, uh, it's somebody who works on green certifications for multifamily buildings. Um, and so I've done what I can to influence those people to, to make sure that when they get that certification, you know, when the building owners get that certification, they market that. Um, on the other side, on the realtor side, we don't create marketing materials. Um, I either point them, what I do when I teach is I point people to websites that they can print information out from. We go over messaging that will not increase liability. Uh, real estate agents have to be very careful and are very cognizant of liability from making claims. So, real estate agent example of yeah. So, like a real estate agent doesn't necessarily want to say that this furnace is high performing and will give you a different experience. What they're more comfortable saying is this furnace was installed in 2021. Um, so, and then I. I say, oh, you know, you should go to the manufacturer's website and print out information. You can go to the Energy Star website, which has an incredible amount of great information, print that out, have that sitting out. 
But again, these are all extra steps that a real estate agent has to take, um, which is why it's hard to, to change the market. Yeah. <clears throat> and maybe that's one reason why you're focusing on certifications because it kind of uh, looking at the house as a whole and, and packaging all of these efficiency measures uh, kind of in one place? Yes, certification is important. We've learned through focus groups that all the stakeholders that we've interviewed, the appraisers, the real estate agents, and the home buyers, they all really value third-party certification. But what home buyers are saying is, without benefits-based marketing, we don't understand what this means. So for instance, a HERS rating of 40 is obviously incredible, but the average home buyer does not know what that means. They need to understand and, and be told, uh, here's how the experience in this, this house is different. Um, one of the things I actually do in class is I have screenshots from three different new home builders um, in actually in Missouri. <clears throat> one that has done incredible marketing, one that's done okay marketing, and one that's done none. And third one, all the builder did was list the energy efficiency, the high performance upgrades. And all of those upgrades are fantastic, but nobody knows what they mean uh, because most people just don't know what VOCs are. They don't know what volatile organic compounds are and how that could impact their health. And this builder was building without them. Um, so people need to know what the feature is, but then they also need to understand what the benefit is. Yeah. It go, um, I imagine you're aware of Sam Rashkin and his efforts to change the, the vocabulary that we use to describe uh, the benefits of, of efficiency. Uh, do you use yes. that, some, some of that? Um, I don't use that material, but we it's exactly what I talk about. And it's hard because we've come up with some words that just aren't, just aren't great in the real estate transaction. They're not great for home buyers. Um, like passive house. Um, so nobody knows what that means, what passive means, um, except that it's the opposite of sort of aggressive. Um, and my horrible joke when I'm teaching is really people don't wanna live in the passive house. They, it's going to get beat up by all the other houses. They want to live in the aggressive house. Um, so we are stuck with some words that aren't great. Um, heat pumps, there's been a whole bunch written on the, the poor naming of heat pumps. And that's why pulling in benefits-based marketing is so important. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what benefit based marketing actually means? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm talking about how does this thing benefit me? Um, because most of the things we buy has some sort of benefits-based marketing other than like if I buy a food product, this will stop you from being hungry. Um, 
you know, they don't, the marketing for mac and cheese isn't around, a box of mac and cheese isn't around, this will stop you from being hungry. It's this taste great. Um, it's cheesier, your children will love it. So we, <laughs> we purchase things based on how it will make our experience better. So <clears throat> my air sealed and insulated home, and again, 110 years old, so we really can't compare my house to a new construction house, but we can compare it to other homes where I live. My home that has a really low blower door number and is air sealed and insulated, you know, as much as it possibly can be, um, gives people a different experience. It has less dust. It's more comfortable room to room, no matter the season. And we have some pretty crazy seasons here. Um, it has cleaner indoor air, you know, less allergens are getting, you know, fewer allergens are getting in. So it's that sort of benefit. How does it benefit me and my family? How does it benefit the people living in this house? Um, so explaining what a volatile organic compound is, is great, but what's more important is to say that low VOCs means the indoor air quality is going to be healthier. The cancer causing agents that are in paint and carpeting aren't in this home. So I am therefore safer because I live in this house. Yeah. So really drawing out the, the benefits from uh, health, safety, durability, potentially economic uh, of all the, the features that you put into the, the home. So they stand out and resonate for people. I had, I had a mentor once that said, you, you had to figure out uh, emotional justifications or I guess rational justifications for this uh, emotional decision that you're making uh, there. And, and that all these That's things. exactly it. And that's what the research shows. Um, there's a great study out of Australia that shows people buy homes just because they really like them. So, and will pay more for something that they just really like. But yeah. then they have to find some justification to explain what really like means. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we end here, um, we're, we're talking. We've talked about certifications kind of in this general way. Um, can you describe some of the certification programs that you'd like to see uh, resonate and, and ones that you've seen resonate more with with the public? Um. I, you know, my heart is with existing homes. Yeah. And uh, right now I would say that Pearl Certification really is doing a good job with bringing in that experience, you know, benefits-based marketing to make it easy for real estate agents and home buyers. You know, I was just able to give my real estate agent who I love, uh, and have who sold us this house 25 years ago. Um, I was just able to give him those marketing materials and say, hey, please, let's make this part of the experience that people have when they come for showings, have this information out. Um, but I think all of these third-party certifications are really wonderful. We just need to make sure that 
that they include marketing materials that really resonate with buyers. And in the, the papers that I write, I keep making this plea, which is we need to ask what resonates. We need to actually ask buyers what resonates with them uh, instead of guessing. Because I have gone into focus groups, when I first started doing these focus groups, I went in with some preconceived notions and I was totally wrong. Um, basically, I thought that the, the savings, cost savings would be number one. And it's important, but they, what many people have said is, it's not enough. I've had people say, I'm at a point in my life where energy bills, I, I can pay them. That's not enough for me to consider buying something that's more expensive just based on some energy savings. Um, so we really need to do focus groups. And I would say that uh, each market is different. And if we are going to get builders and real estate agents to pay attention, they know that each market is different. So doing focus groups in different markets across the country and then presenting real estate agents with that, with the findings has been really helpful. Yeah, I think that's that's very true. And unfortunately, it's been true for so long that um, I'm not seeing how 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 to really change change the industry, I guess. Um, unless I think we we touched on this briefly at at the um, uh, workshop that we met at that we can add that energy to the PITI equation for for buying a house because then it brings it to top of mind and people will figure out to actually include these this messaging in their sales process. Yes, um, it's I've been doing this for for so long and I, um, sometimes I start to give up little bits of hope, but, um, but, <laughs> but I think it's possible to make changes. Um, and I think there are entities out there that are doing a great job. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I think it's a great note to, to end on that this hopeful, uh, note that, that we'll move forward together to, to market our homes and, and really tell the benefits of, of efficiency in existing and new homes. So thank you so much for, for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This was, a, you asked great questions. This is a wonderful conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of BuildCast, brought to you by BuildTank, Inc. To see show notes and learn more about our guests and other episodes, visit the BuildCast page of our website, www.btankinc.com Thank you Ben Sound for our music and to Ashley Owen for editing it and you for your encouragement and guidance in the creation of BuildCast You can listen to BuildCast on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify or your favorite platform If you enjoyed our show and are willing please take a moment to subscribe and review BuildCast which will help others find it more easily Thanks again for listening and please let us know who you would like to hear next and if you have any suggestions to make BuildCast better. Until next time, be safe and continue to think 0 to 360.